Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us for the first Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference call of 2013. I am Monique Farmer, and I will moderate today's call. These calls are recorded in their entirety. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. The agenda for today's call will be as follows. We will start with the Northwestern Division Commander, Colonel Anthony Funkhauser, who will provide us with some opening remarks. Mr. Doug Cluck with the NOAA Region Climate Services out of Kansas City will talk about the one-month and three-month precipitation and temperature outlook from the NOAA Climate Prediction Center. Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service will talk about the latest potential outlook for flooding along the Missouri River Basin this spring. Jody Farhat, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, and her staff will provide us with an update on the current reservoir operations, the Corps' runoff forecast for 2013, and the long-term reservoir release schedule. We will then take questions by state. We use a forced mute function during this call. To unmute your line during the call, please enter star six. Please note that the function does not work on all phones, so if this mute function does not work on your phone, all others on the call will be able to hear your conversation. I would now like to begin with a roll call for this afternoon's speakers. If we can start with Colonel Funkhauser. Sir, are you on the line? It's star six to come off mute. This is Captain Tenen. Uh He's finishing up another meeting real quick, but he should be on in a few. Okay, thank you very much. We will wait for him to come on. Doug Cluck, are you on the line? Yes, I am on the line. Thank you, Doug. And then Kevin Lau, are you on? Kevin Lau is here. Thank you, Kevin. Um, just a reminder for everyone, there are press kits um, that go along with this call. They can be downloaded from our website, or you can access them directly from the link that was in your media advisory in the email. Um, is Colonel Funkhauser available now? Uh, no, he's, he's still in the other meeting. Okay, we will just go ahead and get started um, with Doug Cluck, who will provide us with the basin conditions and a report of the basin conditions and the one to three month precipitation and temperature outlooks, and then we'll check back to find out if Colonel Funkhauser is available. Doug, if you'd like to begin. Sure, thank you very much. Um, hopefully, you have the presentation downloaded and all that, so I'm just going to brief based upon the slides that, uh, that I have very quickly. Um, Let's go to slide number two. Uh, the key points of this presentation are that the current conditions, on the current conditions, that uh, more snow. There is a little more snow so far this year, both mountains and plains, but not that much more. Mountain snows, uh, than last year, I should say. Mountain snows are near to slightly uh, below average for the most part, uh, above normal temperature conditions through December, and really that should say, uh, October through December, for, so the first three months of the water year were above normal, uh, generally. Precipitation below normal since October 1st, generally across uh, the basin. And, uh, you know, much drier soils this year starting out than we had last year, and that will come into play uh, 
probably um, um, uh, as as we move into the wetter season, hopefully this spring. Uh, predictions generally, uh, and again, this is the one to three month basically uh, outlook, not so much beyond that. Slightly better chances for cooler uh, than normal uh, conditions in the northern mountains, uh, and better chances for warmer conditions in the southern part of the basin. Uh, slightly better chances for wetter conditions in the northwest mountains, which is a uh, which is a good thing, and then uh, slightly uh, uh, drier than uh, sli- uh, chances for slightly drier than normal conditions in the southwest part of the basin, which is of course a bad thing where it's been dry for so long. So long. Um, the caveat. Um, at the bottom of the page I have here is we have a long way to go in the snow accumulation. Well, that's 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 about half true. We have we're about halfway through, maybe maybe not quite halfway through, depending upon where you are in the basin in the snow accumulation uh, season. So um, let's go on to the next slide. There is a comparison on the left is current or close to current conditions of soil moisture, and on the right, uh, which what we had last year at this time, and really uh, you can see that. Um, there's there's quite a dearth of, of of moisture in the soil. I know this is a big issue with wheat and other things, so uh, uh, we we do need uh, we do need a lot of precipitation from now through um, spring to make up for this, and it it will be hard to do. I saw an estimate of somewhere near in Nebraska needing 10 feet of snow <laughs> to make up for that amount of. Uh, to make up for that amount of uh, soil moisture loss to get back to normal. So anyway, um, on we go to the next slide, and I think the core is going to talk a little bit about some of these slides too, so I'll be as brief as I can about some of these uh, current condition things. Uh, there you can see on the left is the current snow condition overall in the west. It looks uh, somewhat better than it did last year at this time in the Missouri Basin. Uh, it's slightly better than it was at this, this point last year. Uh, moving on to the next slide, which is the northern uh, basin snow water equivalent uh, comparison. Last year on the bottom, you see that we virtually had no snow in the plains and some in the mountains. This year, we, uh, we, we have some snow on the plains, but I believe that that snow cover is not, uh, is not, is not extremely deep and significant at this time, and soil moisture will take care of a lot of that if it doesn't run off. Uh, the next slide is the per- percent of normal precipitation uh, and this is since the beginning of the water year, which is October 1st through uh, basically a day or two ago. And you can see in the red, actually everything that is yellow or uh, uh, trending towards red is drier than normal with uh, heavier um, amounts or above normal amounts in North Dakota and northeastern Montana. So that's uh, that's good for those folks. Uh, Departure from normal temperatures uh, for the last uh, full three months, basically October through December, you see that we are trending towards slightly above normal across most of the basin, below normal uh, far to the north. Uh, Climate outlooks, going to the first first picture of that across North America, you see the temperature, uh, temperature and precipitation probabilities for the next two weeks, uh, actually not for the next week, two weeks, but week two in the next two weeks is for much below normal temperatures, a probability of very very high chance of below normal temperatures uh, across most of the basin centered in Wyoming and Colorado. That's, uh, that's probably not bad news, especially when you look over at the uh, precipitation map on the right that is calling for a much higher um, uh, higher uh, uh, precipitation chances in uh, Montana 
portions of Montana, South Dakota, um, in that area, and and basically uh, uh, above normal precipitation across the central plains as well. So so that's the weekly outlook. If you go to the next slide, which is the January temperature and precipitation uh, probabilities, you'll see that uh, the general idea here is for the eastern two-thirds or three-fourths of the U.S. to be to be generally above normal, calling for chances for above normal temperatures. And if you look at the precipitation, uh, again, there is some hope there in terms of Montana and uh, and um, uh, North Dakota in terms of uh, chances for above normal precipitation across the basin. The rest of the basin pretty much, except for maybe a very small portion of uh, Colorado, is uh, is equal chances of above, below, and near normal. When we switch over to the three-month temperature precipitation and temperature outlook probabilities, I should say, um, again, you see the below normal temperatures across the northern part of the basin. Chances for, or I should say, chances for below normal temperatures are a little higher there. And above normal uh, uh, chances for temperature across most of the southern part of the basin and, of course, equal chances in between. In, in terms of precipitation, again, Montana, uh, maybe a little portion of uh, Wyoming have uh, chances for above normal precipitation, which is a good thing. And then um, southwest part of the basin, uh, uh, slightly below chance, uh, slightly below normal chances of precipitation there. So, not strong indicators in either uh, temperature or precipitation, but what there is, uh, you can see. Um, there are chances for above normal um, snows in the mountains in Montana and such. Uh, pretty close to the end here. Uh, drought update. You can see on the left, the left picture. I didn't include the whole U.S., but generally the darkest, um, darkest coloring there is where the drought is worse. And it, in fact, that's uh, the D4 level. That's as bad as you can get in terms of the drought monitor. Uh, uh, some easing of the drought up north, where we've seen above normal precipitation. That's all good and, uh, and 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 positive, and it reflects somewhat in the drought outlook for the next three months that go through the end of March. Uh, however, they are saying, um, I guess we are saying that uh, that that we don't really expect a huge amount of improvement uh, in the heart, uh, sort of in South Dakota, North Dakota, Wyoming, uh, Colorado, Kansas, for that matter. Um, in the next three months either. So um, that's not all great news there. Uh, finally, I'll go to the thank you slide. And basically, we have these uh, monthly web, uh, webinars every month. If you uh, want to uh, partake in those, feel free to sign up or send me an email, and I'll get you uh, the information to sign up for these. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Doug. We will now move on to Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service, uh, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center. Kevin will talk about the latest potential outlook for flooding along the Missouri River Basin this spring. It's star six to come off mute, Kevin. Kevin, are you there? Can you hear me now, Monique? Yes. Okay, sorry about that. Too many buttons. Uh, thank you. Uh, again, my name is Kevin Lau. I am with the Missouri Basin River Forecast Center in Kansas City. Preliminary stream flow projections by the National Weather Service indicate lower than normal chances for flooding across much of the Missouri River Basin in 2013. Below average stream flow conditions in the fall 
lower than normal fall rains, current soil moisture conditions, and the lack of appreciable plain snowpack all point to a diminished risk for significant flooding due to plain snowmelt in 2013. This does not mean that the chance of flooding is non-existent. Convection drives flooding in the lower basin, and as we saw last spring, flooding can occur even under drier than normal soil conditions. Also, flooding due to ice jams has already occurred along the Loop and the North Platte Rivers, and the threat of ice jam flooding will continue through the remainder of the winter and early spring. As uh, Doug already alluded to, snowpack conditions in the mountains can be generally categorized as normal, the exception being the Platte River system where both the North Platte and South Platte headwater snowpack is below average. But again, for the Milk, the Yellowstone, and the upper Missouri River basins, mountain snowpack is about average. And as Doug pointed out, at this point in the winter, we have normally accumulated a little better than 40% of the seasonal peak snow water equivalent in the mountains. And so it's still relatively early in the accumulation season and conditions can change. The January water supply forecast developed by the Natural Resources Conservation Service and collaborated with the National Weather Service will be issued later this week or early next. Preliminary numbers indicate that mountain runoff volumes are expected to be average in 2013 with the exception again of the Platte system. Again, as was the, the case in the Plains, the preliminary long-range river outlooks produced by the National Weather Service indicate a decreased chance of significant flooding due to mountain snow melt in 2013. Again, this does not preclude the occurrence of flooding due to mountain snow melt, but early indications are for a decreased probability as compared to normal. Again, a word of caution, we are still early in the accumulation period, both in the plains and in the mountains, and much could change before spring. Thank you. This concludes the National Weather Service Flood Potential Brief. Thank you, Kevin. Jody Farhat, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, will now provide an update of current reservoir operations. Uh, good afternoon, and thank you all for joining us in this first Missouri River Basin Outlook Conference Call of 2013. We appreciate your participation and look forward to working with you in the coming year. We want these calls to be as useful as possible, so if you have suggestions for improvements, please let us know. Following the 2011 flood, the Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division committed to better communication with the congressional delegations, states, tribes, and stakeholders, and this call is part of that effort. Flood control remains a primary consideration as we move into 2013, despite the growing concerns about the impacts of drought on the basin's resources. As just mentioned, floods can and will occur or even during periods of sustained drought, particularly when the ice is building or melting out or along the lower Missouri River in the spring and summer when thunderstorms can cause localized flooding, which is not mitigated by the operation of the mainstream reservoirs. In late December, we posted the final 2013 annual operating plan on our website. You can find it there. In it, we describe our planned operations of the reservoir system under a wide range of runoff conditions. It's important to note that the annual operating plan is not intended to be a forecast for the coming year. Rather, it examines a range of potential runoff scenarios spanning 80% of the historic record and provides stakeholders an array of potential reservoir levels and releases that may be expected under various runoff scenarios. 
The annual operating plan also indicates how the reservoir system will be regulated to serve all eight congressionally authorized project purposes to fulfill our responsibility to the tribes and how we intend to comply with environmental laws, including the Endangered Species Act. In contrast, the real-time regulation of the reservoir system is done using the best available hydrologic and climatic data. It is adjusted uh, in real time in response to changing conditions on the ground. Each month, and more frequently if needed, we produce updated runoff and reservoir regulation forecasts. Late last week, we posted the January runoff and re reservoir regulation forecasts on our website, and this afternoon we'll put out a press release covering much of the same information we're covering on the call today. Now I'll ask two of the senior engineers in my office to describe the details of these studies. Uh, we'll begin with Kevin Stom, who will discuss the updated 2013 runoff forecast, and he will be followed by Mike Swenson, who will discuss the planned reservoir regulation. Go ahead, Mike, or Kevin. <laughs> Thank you, Jody. As previously discussed, severe to exceptional drought conditions cover much of the upper Missouri River Basin, with the exception of portions of Montana and North Dakota. These conditions are a reflection of the extremely warm temperatures and very dry conditions that occurred in 2012. Additionally, precipitation since October has been well below normal with the exception of northern Montana and Wyoming. Drought conditions are expected to persist with very little change for the next three months. Soil moisture conditions in the upper Missouri River Basin are much drier than normal for this time of year and they are much drier than last time last year at this time. The Corps' 2013 basic runoff forecast is 20.5 million acre feet, or 82% of normal, for the upper Missouri River Basin runoff above Sioux City. The basic forecast is the most likely runoff scenario. The preliminary runoff total in 2012 was 19.8 million acre feet, or 80% of normal. A number of factors were considered in determining this initial 2013 forecast, including current drought conditions, soil moisture conditions, Plains snowpack, mountain snowpack, and the Climate Prediction Center's long-range climate outlook. Plains snowpack is currently covering a high percentage of the upper basin with one-half to slightly more than one inch of snow water equivalent, which is greater than last year. Mountain snowpack, based on the core's calculation as a percent of normal on January 1st, with 101% of normal for the headwater basin above Fort Peck, and 91% of normal for the Garrison Subbasin. Compared to the January 1, 2012 snowpack, the January 1, 2013 mountain snowpack is slightly greater. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next 12 months, upper and lower basic forecasts are also developed from the basic forecast in order to bracket a likely range of runoff scenarios that can occur throughout the calendar year. The upper basic forecast is 28.2 million acre feet, which could occur if conditions are much wetter than expected in the basic forecast. The lower basic forecast is 13.7 million acre feet, which could occur if conditions are much drier than expected. In summary, the 2013 calendar year runoff forecast for the upper Missouri River Basin above Sioux City is 20.5 million acre feet, which is 82% of normal. This forecast will be updated on a monthly basis or if changing conditions warrant an updated forecast. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Mike something? 
Okay, thanks, Jody. Uh, before I talk about the monthly studies, I want to discuss releases at a couple of the projects. Uh, first, Gavin's Point. Releases from Gavin's Point were increased from 14,000 to 18,000 CFS in mid-December in response to colder temperatures moving into the region. Releases were increased to offset water that would be locked up during the formation of river ice. Now that milder conditions have returned to the basin and ice is no longer building, releases have been reduced to 16,000 CFS. They will be stepped down to 14,000 CFS over about the next week. To conserve water in the reservoir system, our goal is to keep Gavin's Point releases as low as possible while serving the needs of the water intakes on the lower river. Uh, the second project is Garrison. Garrison releases were reduced from 22,000 CFS to 16,000 CFS around mid-December in anticipation of the, of the river freezing in. After stages in the Bismarck area stabilized, releases were increased to today's release of 20,000 CFS. Releases will be continued, continue to be increased over the next several days until a release of 23,000 CFS is reached around mid-January, downstream conditions permitting. So now we'll move on to talk about the uh, monthly simulations. These studies utilize the three different runoff conditions that Kevin just discussed. Again, they are the basic runoff forecast along with the lower and upper basic runoff forecasts. The simulations, as Jody mentioned, provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff simulations are posted on our webpage. On March 1st, which is typically near the start of the runoff season, the basic simulation shows system storage at 48.3 million acre-feet. This means that the reservoir system would start the runoff season 8.5 million acre-feet below the base of the annual flood control zone or said another way, 8.5 million acre-feet below the top of the, con of the carryover multiple use zone. The carryover multiple use zone is designed so that the system provides service to congressionally authorized purposes, though at reduced levels through a long-term drought. The monthly studies also reflect the navigation service level and season length. The service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. The navigation service level at the start of the navigation season is based on the March 15th system storage. <clears throat> Under the basic simulation, we would pre be providing minimum service flow support to navigation for the first part of the navigation season. Floats for this level of service are designed to provide an eight feet deep by 200 feet wide navigation channel and would require Gavin's Point monthly average releases ranging from approximately 20,000 to 28,000 CFS. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1st system storage. Under the basic forecast, flow support for navigation would increase slightly after the July 1st storage check in a full eight eight-month navigation season would be provided. If the drought deepens, the navigation season could be shortened by as much as 28 days. An additional note on the monthly studies regarding spring pulses from Gavin's Point Dam. March and May spring pulses will not be implemented in 2013. 
The Corps and the Fish and Wildlife Service have agreed to forego the spring pulses this year while we work to implement the recommendations of the Independent Science Advisory Panel. And lastly, uh, energy generation at the main stem dams. In 2012, uh, 10.4 billion kilowatt hours were generated. Uh, with normal reservoir levels and normal releases, we would expect generation of approximately uh, 10 billion kilowatt hours in a year. The forecast for 2013, again, with the basic simulation, is 8 billion kilowatt hours. That's the end of my comments. Okay, so in summary, we're beginning this runoff season with the reservoirs drawn down significantly due to the drought, which began last year. And as a result, we're implementing measures to conserve water in the mainstream reservoir system, including the low winter releases this winter, and reduce service to navigation uh, this coming summer. Um, the risk of snowmelt flooding is low this year, but the risk of rainfall-induced flooding is normal, as is the risk of ice-induced flooding. Uh, we will continue to monitor the conditions in the basin closely and will make any necessary release adjustments as the spring unfolds. That concludes my remarks. Over to you, Monique. Thank you, Jody, Kevin, and Mike. Um, I would like. I would now like to do a check to find out if Colonel Funkhauser is on the line and would like to make closing remarks before we move into questions. Hey, Bonique, it's Colonel Funkhauser. Can you hear me all right? Yes, sir. Hey, I apologize I wasn't available earlier. I was in another meeting. But I just wanted to tell everybody hello and Happy New Year and uh, introduce myself for those that I, that I haven't met out there. But I, I just want to start off by thanking everybody for calling in and participating on this uh, this meeting that we've kind of had, I guess, started since last year. And the feedback I've got has been very positive across the board that, that this is something uh, that we should be doing. So I want to make sure that we continue doing it, continue the dialogue and discussion, and uh, look forward to participation. If there's any questions, you know, I think we should be able to address those as well. So that said, look forward to working with everybody and uh, continuing on with these um, public session dialogues. So that's all I have, Monique. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Um, just a few reminders for everyone. Um, the press kit is available uh, via the link that you received in your media advisory, or you can access it from our website. Um, also, the slides that Doug Clough presented um, on the one to three month precipitation and temperature outlook, they can be found in the press kit. These calls are recorded in their entirety, and they can be retrieved um, by no later than close of business Today, there was also a link in your press kit to uh, directly access those. And we will now fill questions by state for the Corps, for Doug Cluck, and for Kevin Lau. Starting with the state of Montana, congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press. Moving on to the state of North Dakota. Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press. State of South Dakota. Hi, hi Monique. I'm sorry. Monique, hey, this is uh, Mike Hammock uh, representing uh, Senator Hoven's office from North Dakota. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you fine, Mike. Hey, uh, my one question is um, for uh, Jody. Uh, is there a roll-up of the numbers that were provided by the engineers? Uh, the runoff numbers and the release numbers for the dams? Um, yes, Mike. Uh, we're going to be putting out a press release 
uh, here shortly after the call, and that will include all the numbers um, that that we discussed here. Um, okay. And if you have any additional questions, just give our office a call, and we'd be happy to provide you that. Okay, thank you. That's my only question. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Just a reminder for everyone also that it, you, you press star six to come off mute so that we can hear you. Moving on to the state of South Dakota. Bruce Engelhardt. What's I'm sorry, North who's speaking? This is Bruce Engelhardt with the North Dakota State Water Commission. Hi, Bruce. Could you spell your last name for me, please? E-N-G-E-L-H-A-R-D-T. Okay, and you were with the state? The North Dakota State Water Commission. Sure. Go ahead with your question. Okay. Um, the core had mentioned that um, they were going to be coming down to 14,000 at Gavin's Point, and to try and get as low as they can was still serving the water supply on the lower river. Um, are you going to be able to go below the 14,000, or is that going to be as low as you go this winter? Um, good question, Bruce. This is Jody Farhat. Um, in accordance with the master manual, we try to keep the releases as low as possible as a drought conservation measure. And according to the criteria in the master manual, uh, we were striving for a 12,000 release this winter. However, th there is a caveat that says that we'll uh, serve the needs of the downstream water intakes to the extent reasonably possible. Um, and as you know, up in your area as well as on the lower river, there have been many changes to the river channel as a result of the 2011 flood. And so as we came down uh, this fall off our navigation flows to the winter releases, uh, we did that gradually so that we could make sure that all the water intakes uh, would remain online. And what we found uh, working with the water intake owners is that when we got to about 14,000 CFS, that was as low as they were able to operate. Um, gave them very little clearance on their intakes, and I think we have three or four intakes that are really virtually on the edge. So we're uh, going to hold 14,000 as our minimum this winter unless we see some good tributary inflows, um, and then we will uh, expect that those intake operators will make adjustments to their intakes over the coming year so that in future years, uh, beginning next winter, they will be able to function at the 12,000 release rate. Um, it's not an issue of there not being enough water in the river. Uh, there's an access issue at their location. And so as they've done in the past, some of them will have to make adjustments to their intake to maintain access at this lower release rate. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Thank you, Mike. I'm sorry, Bruce. Um, any uh, additional questions with the state of North Dakota? Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press? Okay, we will move on to the state of South Dakota. Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press? Hi, this is KCCR, uh, Tony Mangan from KCCR and Pier. Taking Tony. a look at, how are you, Monique? Um, regarding the Lake Oahe and the, and the Oahe Dam, People are getting a little concerned about the low waters, especially if it continues and, and as far as boat ramps and, and, you know, those type of things. Is that something people should start to be worried about now? Or do you see anything that would indicate that things could get better in the next two or three months? 
Um, Tony, this is Jody. Uh, thank you for your question. Um, we do anticipate that, uh, you know, that we aren't going to see any significant recovery in the reservoir level uh, between now and spring. Um, you know, this time of year, we don't generally see the reservoirs uh, change that much. Um, however, I do believe that Oahe should be study. I'm sorry, I'm looking for it. Um, Oahe should drift uh, up potentially a couple feet over the next couple months. And then as we move into next year, under our basic forecast, we see the reservoir peaking out um, about six or so feet higher than it is today, um, which is still drawn down pretty significantly. You know, it would still be almost 10 feet below um, the desired level at that point. Um, so, you know, drought is a concern, and if the drought would deepen or the, you know, the snow would uh, come in lower than, you know, what we're currently seeing, uh, we could see uh, even lower reservoir elevations. But I think it's important to point out that historically, you know, as recently as the, the 2000 to 2007 drought, we've been much lower than we are uh, today, um, currently we're at elevation 1593 and a half, and we've been down as low as 1570. So that's uh, you know 23 feet lower than we are today. And many of the uh, adjustments that were made to things like boat ramps and water intakes during that previous drought are still there and able to function if we do go into another period of low water. Um, so, you know, well, they may have to uh, start using some of the low water boat ramps and, and make some adjustments. But, you know, the basin really did come together and respond well during the past drought to, you know, try to maintain access. So, yeah, I think we're still good for this year. The question is, you know, how long will the drought persist and, and then how do we adapt as we move into it? And, and Jody, just a quick follow-up then. From the standpoint of, uh, I know in, in past droughts, you, you've tried to hold as much water in the upper reservoirs as long as you could for, like, the spring, you know, the, the fish spawn, that type of thing. Is that still a plan for this year as well? Right. Um, our plan is, if, if possible, to keep all three of the upper three reservoirs. That would be Fort Peck, Garrison, and Oahe rising during the forage fish spawn, uh, which is between, like, late April and, I'm sorry, between April and early June. Um, now, in our draft annual operating plan, we had uh, indicated that it would be Garrison's turn to rise uh, this year if runoff was not sufficient to keep all three rising. However, we did get input from the state fishery folks in all three states, Montana, North and South Dakota, um, that indicated that they all agreed that if the runoff isn't sufficient to keep all three reservoirs rising, that we should uh, focus our attention on Oahe this year because its fishery um, has suffered the most in the last couple of years. So uh, that's what we'll be doing um, as we move into the spring, uh, adjusting the releases to keep Oahe steady to rising during the forage fish spawn if that becomes necessary. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Tony. Thank you for uh, joining us today, Tony. Do we have any additional questions from the state of South Dakota? Yes, this is uh, Jason Van Beacon, Senator Thune's office. Can you hear me? Hi, Jason. Yes, we can hear you. Hi. Uh, just a question for uh, probably for both Colonel Funkhauser and for Jody. Um, as you know, the Mississippi River uh, navigation issue 
Uh, there's a lot of demand uh, for those interests to uh, increase releases from the Missouri River uh, system. Uh, I'm just curious if you've been contacted by, uh, you know, Secretary Darcy or White House officials or anybody, you know, sort of in authority in Washington to make any sort of contingency plans or anything like that to increase releases regardless of what the Flood Control Act might say. Or did you want to take that, or do you want me to? Uh, I can say from my perspective, I have not. Okay. And, and I, agree. I don't know if Jody has anything else to to expand on it. No, no, we have not uh, been directed to do anything other than to operate in accordance with our plan and our authority. Okay, thank you. Do we have any additional questions from the state of South Dakota? This is Nathan Johnson with the Yankton Daily Press in Dakota. Hi, Nathan. Hi. There are some extensive uh, repairs going on below Gavin's Point Dam. Can anyone give an update on how that work is going, and have there been any surprises in the process so far? I'm not sure, but I will check um, to find out if our operations manager is on the line. Dave Becker, would you happen to be on the line with today's call? If you are, it's star six to come off mute. Yeah, Monique, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah, Nathan, um, that work is going really pretty well. Um, the rock work on the north uh, side of the river there replacing that riprap is about 50% done, so that rock work there anyway. Um, and also right now, Nathan, they are removing in the order of about 4,000 ton of debris on the spillway slab, and they're just really getting a good start at that, but they want to have that. Um, done by the end of February, you know, take advantage of this good weather that we're getting. And so um, I think they're going to have to speed up on that a little bit from what I understand to try and get that done by the end of February. And then also we're going to have 47 holes drilled into the spillway um, to, um, to check the condition of the frost blanket under the concrete slab. And that work is really going to start next week. So in one sense, you know, regarding um, getting rid of the debris in there, we're off to a really good start. But as far as drilling the holes through the slab to do a further assessment, we're going to be starting that. And then also a little further down the road, um, they are going to be uh, filling a couple of the voids under the, the concrete slab. But really the lion's share of this work, I believe they want to get done by uh, middle of March. No big surprises at this point in time. Thank you. You bet. Thank you, Nathan, and thank you, Dave. You Do we have any additional questions from State of South Dakota? Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press? All right. We will move on to the State of Wyoming. Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press? It's star six to come off mute. State of Missouri, congressional delegation members, state officials, local government, or press. Star six to unmute your phone if you have a question. State of Kansas, congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press. State of Nebraska. Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government are press, and it's star six to unmute your phone.
Moving to the state of Iowa, do you have any questions from congressional delegation members, state Hello? officials? I'm sorry? This is Darrell with Senator Johan's office from Nebraska. Hi, I'm sorry, you said your name is John and your last name? This is Darrell Pedani, I'm with Senator Johan's office. Okay. From Nebraska. Okay, I'm looking for some clarification on the, uh, the electrical generation. Again, let's point out some background noise. I understand that the number is going to be reduced. Is that correct? Um, okay. From the statement that Mike made earlier, uh, we're estimating that the generation uh, for the calendar year 2013 will be is it eight, 8 million megawatt hours, and that's down from 10 million megawatt hours, which is what we would anticipate if we had normal reservoir levels and releases. So this reduction is really due to the drought. Uh, we'll have lower reservoir levels and lower releases uh, in the coming year. Okay, thank you. Thank you, John. Um, we'll move back to Nebraska just in case uh, there were folks who could not get through. It is star six to come off mute if you have a question, star six. Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press. Okay, and with that, we'll go back to the state of Iowa. Do we have any questions from any congressional delegation members with the state of Iowa, state officials, local government, or press? Do we have any national press on today's call? Do we have any additional questions before we end the call? It's star six to come off mute. Uh, this is Bill Way. I'm having trouble uh, finding where I can get the uh, uh, PowerPoint or the, the uh, things. I, I didn't see on my uh, letter, uh, email, uh, a access to that situation. Sure, no problem. No problem, Bill. I will email it to you directly after the call. Thanks a lot. Sure. Any other final questions? This is Randy Asbury. If I could get a copy of that link, too, I would appreciate it. I'm sorry, your name? Randy Asbury. Okay, yes, we will make sure you get that. Thank you. Any final, final questions before we end today's call? Star six to come off mute. Okay, we will hold our... With reclamation, I need a copy of that as well. Your name, please? Ray, R-A-E, Olson, with reclamation. Ray Olson, we will take care of you. Thank you. Okay, we will host our um, next call Tuesday, February 12th at 1 p.m. Central Time. An updated media advisory will be distributed as a reminder in advance of the call. And then also just to remind you all for today's call, the links are at the very bottom of the media advisory. So if you want to peruse that media advisory to check the links for where to get the audio and where to access the press kit, um, it's at the very bottom. I would like to thank you all for joining us again this afternoon um, and participating in today's call, and we are now adjourned. <laughs>